This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. Fidelity Investments is looking for talented people, people who love helping others, people eager to start a career in financial services. Sound like you? As a customer relationship advocate, you'll be the voice of Fidelity. You'll learn alongside other resourceful, friendly associates, all working to achieve clients' financial goals. Learn more about the opportunities at customeradvocate.fidelitycareers.com. Fidelity Investments is an equal opportunity employer. Support for this show is brought to you by the new Audible original, The Baddest Bitch in the Room by Sophia Chang. In her groundbreaking audio memoir, this unsung legend of the music industry shares her fearless journey as the first Asian woman in hip hop who managed icons from the Wu-Tang Clan, A Tribe Called Quest, and more. Hear her inspiring life story featuring tales of marriage, motherhood, and martial arts. And keep an ear out for audio appearances by The RZA, Method Man, and others. Listen free with a 30-day trial. Just go to audible.com slash grown baddest. Tell me, can you weather the storm? Cause I need Why you gotta do Ralph like that? Don't do him like that. <laughs> that was so disrespectful. Oh my In God. Good time. Oh. Why would you? That's literally my favorite part of the song. <laughs> so for you to, to just, just drag it through the mud like that. You know, my favorite part of this song is with Ricky's old non-singing ass company talking about, I know, I know all the dance won't be perfect. <laughs> Ralph comes in, because so, I need somebody. I mean, like, sing, nigga. <laughs> I thought, um, I thought she was going to say your favorite part was Johnny and them old loud O's at the end. Oh, oh, like, please, please, please. You just gonna keep doing it. You just gonna keep on. You gonna keep right on doing it. You brought you brought her to the table. So okay. here I am. Okay. Woo shit. Praise the Lord, niggas. Praise the Lord, niggas. Welcome back to so, getting grown. Yes. Welcome back to Jade and Actual Kia. That's right. Shout out to Antoinette for filling in in my absence. <laughs> Uh, thanks for everyone who inquired and asked. My grandmother is coming along just swimmingly. Um, she had some complications, um, you know, health complications. And there were some, we were touch and go for a minute. We weren't exactly sure what the problem was. But thankfully, mm -hmm. they, they did all manner of tests. 
Um, and she's doing just fine feeling, just like herself. She went to the hairdresser last Friday. Yes. And uh, bounce back. Listen, I mean, I knew she was okay when I arrived because um, I knew she was going to be okay when I arrived. I was a little nervous. So I ended up getting there later than I anticipated on that Friday night, Saturday. So I, I and I didn't tell any of them I was coming. I literally like called my mother and was like, open the garage. And she was like, what? <laughs> um, so i just literally walked into her her uh, i was gonna say hotel hospital room on saturday morning and she was like ma'am excuse me mm-hmm. i had to come check on my home girl absolutely and so um she the so my mom dropped me off at the hospital i stayed with her as my mom went to go run some errands which included my mom getting her hair done. So uh, Rhonda was like, <laughs> you know, I'm people. going to, um, you know, let leave you here with grandma until your grandfather comes um, so I can kind of get this running around done. And when, when grandma learned that mommy went to the hairdresser without her, she was just like, call your mother, tell her to come back and get my head and take it with her. <laughs> <laughs> See, y'all just going to leave me in the hospital with a nappy head. I don't appreciate it. So I was like, oh, yeah, she's going to be just fine. <laughs> she is going to turn this is a full recovery is expected because your girl Ooh, was I like, love it. OK, so, yeah, um, thank y'all. And again, thanks to Internet um, and shout out to everyone who sent their well wishes and thoughts and prayers. We definitely felt the strength of them, my whole family. Um, so I, I really appreciate it. Yes. And I'm glad my homegirl's good. Yeah, man. Grandma was is just fine. She's doing you, just she's doing just fine. I love Kia's grandparents and they tolerate me. <laughs> no, they love you as well. They ask they ask about all of y'all. They ask about you as well. They do. They do. I love them. That's family. Thanks well, how are you doing? I am doing well. I'm grateful for a productive work day. Um, I was you know, I didn't get as much done this weekend um, as in the way of work, uh, work, work. But I was able and blessed and privileged to journey on to New York City this weekend to help to celebrate the launch yes. of the Read on Fuse, um, which was an amazing celebration. I got to kick it with uh, Crystal Jean and Fran and Tay. And I didn't get a chance to see Dustin or Fury because everyone's kind of was like passing like ships in the night. Uh -huh. But... Um, you know, it's always good to just reconnect with my sibs. Shout out to everyone who came through to the House Read um, um, event that was this past Saturday and Sunday. We had an amazing time um, just kind of in there celebrating uh, the read and this massive accomplishment of being, you mm -hmm. know, on TV, like like on legit, TV, legit television. Um, Cable. So, yeah, it is. It is. It was it was dope. I had an awesome time meeting and greeting and, and hugging. And of course, everyone sends their regards since you were sorely missed. Um, both of your oh, shows, missed, yeah. Getting Grown and Jade XZ, were represented in part of the celebration. So we. Yes, <laughs> I'm proud. Yes. Yeah, so we the super friends were all were all holding it down in your absence and the people were checking for you and looking for you. And I tried to be just oh. as ratchet as possible on my on your behalf. Well, that's not hard. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> well, touche. Touche. 
Y'all don't know, Kia can get real good and grimy I'm on you. I'm still in my work, my casual coordinates from work. I thank you so much. Thank you so much. Casual coordinates. My ca- from, from Petite's Corner or whatever the story. What was that? Was that Petite's Corner back Petite in the day? I haven't been Petite since 1993, but I understand what you're saying. The Talbots. Talbots. <laughs> She's in her Talbots. And her, my, uh, and Taylor Loft. My business casual coordinates. <laughs> Biz cash. I don't think I own a... Single business casual thing. Me outside of the, maybe the jumpsuit I wore to your team type and fast. Good, good. And and you looked adorbs. Thank you, sis. That was business cash. So how are you? What's going on in your world? I know that I'm you were good. just feeding all of the niggas in Houston. I was feeding niggas in Houston and it was a good time. Thank you to we everybody who came out. Oh my God. So much love for Houston. I love Houston. You know, so I did much. not have a bad meal. I did not have one single solitary bad meal. It is impossible. I don't, I've never had, I don't feel like I've ever had a bad meal in Houston. Nope. Never. Never. Literally never. And didn't this time and ate everything I wanted. I had my Shipley's donuts three times. (laughs) A nigga ate her face off, but I was very excited to do it. And I was very excited to feed the people. Santana and I um, really appreciate everybody who came out and supported. And it was such a good house party feel. Uh, we got the dopest dinner party in Atlanta coming up on December 13th. And then we got the friend zone. Hey, yeah, we'll be in Dallas. Yes. yes. We'll be in Dallas uh, next Friday. Next yep. Saturday. Saturday. October 26th. 6th. Yes. Yep. So Dallas, please come kick it with us. We're going to have an amazing time. I love Dallas. I've got lots of friends in Dallas. And I'm hoping all of them will come and kick it with me. Um in in the Texas, um, we're gonna you know bop and carry on. You know what I'm saying? I uh, you know, I have love for people from Dallas. I understand. You know, as, yeah. As a, I I have love from pe- for 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 people, different people from Dallas. <laughs> I mean, I understand. I mean, I have, I don't know much about Dallas as a city, but I do know. Like I said, I have lots of friends there. Um, yeah, and they same. always, you know, treat me well and look out for me. And I've not yes. had a bad experience in Dallas. I will say that. No, I haven't either. And I used to go to a lot of house parties in Dallas um, in my college days, and Arlington, Texas, and all in that area. But I, Dallas just always had like a real weird feel to me. I can't quite put my finger on it. Don't come for me, y'all. Know I love Mother Erica Badu. She is from Dallas. She, where's she from? Oak Cliff. Oak Cliff, that's my hood. (laughs) Uh, So I do have, you know, Duro. Is it Duro or Duro? Ice cream paint job. I feel like that's out of Dallas. Yeah, buddy. Rolling like a big shot. (laughs) You know the song? You know the song. You know all of them, clearly. Chevy tuned up like a NASCAR. Oh, that's, yeah, that was my shit. I was a bird. But, um, yes, I have love for Dallas and can't wait to see you all next weekend. Key and I will be featured with the friend zone, and that is going to be a funky good time. And then we will be in Atlanta again, December 14th with the friend zone. And there will be a dopest dinner party December 13th in Atlanta. Tickets are on sale now. And don't forget, we're going to be in San Francisco. And we're going to be in San Francisco (laughs) December 7th. Yeah. Um, uh, As a accompanying the friend zone which is going to be so fun to tour around with our siblings so you know when we get together it is it is a ratchet good time it is a multitude of personalities (laughs) and it is so entertaining (laughs) that is an awesome way to put it 
that 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 is actually what it is. But we got trash and we got heavy trash. Oh, so sweet, holy God! All right. Yes, we missed you, sis. We had to welcome you back, right? All right. So we got trash to get into. Um, and I would like to start the trash off with our condolences to the family of Tatiana Jefferson out of Fort Worth, Dallas. Um, we know that Tatiana was shot and killed in her home by the police um, while she was playing video games with her eight-year-old nephew. She that she'd heard something in the backyard. She got up. Uh, you know, she was armed because she was protecting her house. It was. 2.30 in the morning, so she wanted to stay ready, and the police shot her. Um, and that's what it is. It is not, you know, it is. I don't want to fluff it. I don't want to act like that's not what it was. The police shot her. They are killer cops. That is what they are. And so we want to give our love, our prayers, and our Absolutely. condolences to the family of a Tatiana. It's so unnecessary. And Dallas Police Force, Fort Worth, all of y'all, all that, y'all got to get that. Y'all get it together. That was in, get that it was together. in Dallas, too? That was in Fort Worth. Jeez. Mm-hmm. That was in Fort Worth, right after they just killed the man who allegedly drove uh, five hours for weed, which I've never heard no, of in my said, black ass they life. They said that the people who killed him drove four hours. Oh, yeah, hours. drove five. Four, four, four hours. Well, I thought it was five. Four hours for weed. Please get the fuck out of here. Wait, they drove four hours for weed and the police messed around and found like pounds and pounds of weed in his house. Yeah, so allegedly. So if, if they drove for weed to this man's house and then left the weed behind. <laughs> what? How much sense does... Y'all, y'all just be saying stuff thinking that niggas are not getting ready to add one plus one. Like it's not equaling two right now. Really Why would they leave the weed behind? Like, it literally makes no sense. Stop, please. You all targeted this man because you know one of your own fucked up and you all are trying to cover it and you're trying to protect your own and you've got this fraternity going on and it's it's disgusting. I hate them. Um. So, yes, our, our, our condolences to the family of Tatiana Jefferson because it's about her first. Absolutely. In good news, Chipotle is covering the tuition of employees who want to get degrees in business or technology at certain colleges. Yes. So if you go to the University of Arizona, Bellevue University, Brandman University, Wilmington University, Southern New Hampshire University, um, you and you are you are trying to obtain a degree in business or technology. Chipotle will pay for your tuition if you are an employee who's been working for them for 120 days, and then you must stay at the company at least six months after earning the degree. So, I think that's dope. Agreed. I I do believe that that is amazing. I think that's pretty damn dope. I celebrate Ch- that. Chipotle, you all right in my eyes. I it don't care is. what niggas say. So, is everybody thirsty? Oh, man. Because the white women tears are about to be abundant. (laughs) Felicity Huffman officially turned herself in for her 14-day sentence for her involvement. Right. In the college bribery scandal. If they really put her in jail, jail, like, we will, the drought is over. Like, it's done. Because she is going to cry all day, every day. They ain't about to put her in no jail, jail. I know. She's about to have some wealthy accommodations. I can wish. Mm-hmm. I can wish. But she might have a Martha Stewart situation. She does have to pay $30,000, though, a $30,000 fine and serve 250 hours of community service um, 
after she gets out. So at least she got something, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know how I feel about this system. Shaka Khan, hey, Nippy, Shaka. and Biggie are three of the nominees for the 2020 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. All right. If Biggie gets inducted, he will be the second rapper following Tupac, who was inducted in 2017. I don't know why Shaka and Nippy are not already in there the Rock go. and Roll Hall These of Fame. Those are the questions. Q T and A, as our brother Dustin likes to say. Mm-hmm. Those are the questions that niggas is asking. Why aren't they already there? But we're gonna celebrate the fact that they hopefully they why can't they all just get inducted? Like what's happening? Yeah, why are you like why? is it like they do one at a time? I was I was gonna ask how many slots it is. I don't know, but I don't like it. <laughs> Y'all need to already be in there, especially Shaka. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, <clears throat> new California, a new California law pushed back school start times for middle and high school students to improve performance. Okay. I thought that was pretty dope. Um, Push back start want- times in terms of like times of day? Yeah, so okay. I, I believe the students are starting their day I think 30 to 40 minutes after their when they originally started school, maybe like 8 o'clock, and now they're going to like 8.30, 8.40. So they wanted to do that to help improve performance. They feel like students can get a little bit more sleep. Um, and I agree. I don't think kids need to be at school like at 7.30 I was, on I a dot. To, I think I had to be at high school at like 7.15, 7.20. Yeah. High school was early boots. I remember it being dark outside when totally. we'd be traveling. Absolutely. So, <laughs> Okay. Kiki Wyatt is pregnant and I am very confused. I don't know why because Kiki Wyatt does two things. Sings her face and has babies. That's what she does. But here's my thing. Did, I feel like I just said Kiki Wyatt was pregnant. This is baby number 10. She's had one every year for like the past few years. Like, <laughs> like what like is consecutive. <laughs> like she's kept, her uterus has been occupado, honey. Oh my God. For the last like million years. literally of just had this conversation. Kiki Wyatt is not, I don't know what it is, but we just, she doesn't, her... <laughs> Her alphabet does not contain the letters I-U-D. She just no. won't do it. <laughs> she says, not my generation, not on my watch. No morning after, she no birth said, control, no Climate condoms. change has got to go. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm um, going to repopulate this earth. She said, Wait if a I minute. have to do it by myself, okay? That's what happened. Did you see the video? <laughs> Did you see the video? What video? It was like a kid's choir, and somebody was like, this Kiki White kid's playing church at Probably. No, I did not see it. it was choir. Yes. I mean, I think that is quality content. I don't see any lies told. My God, my stomach hurts. Uh, 14 women have accused Trey, a.k.a. Cuba Gooden Jr., of sexual misconduct. Oh, God. So he was already booked in June on misdemeanor charges of sexual abuse and forcible touch. But now, I guess, either 12 more or 14 more women have come forward to say that he's touched them inappropriately. So I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. And then lastly, actually, no, two more things. We want to make sure as much coverage as... You know, as white children get, if they go missing, if anything happens, we want to make sure that we do the same thing for our black babies. 
Um, a three-year-old baby girl was abducted out of Birmingham, Alabama, named Camille McKinney. Mm. Uh, there are two people of interest right now that they're looking at. So if you have any information, please reach out to the proper resources. We'll put a link in the description box. But it is a three-year-old baby girl. I think I believe they called her Cupcake, but her name is Camille McKinney. So three we want to make Three years old. Yeah, people are wicked. They're really, really wicked. So we just want to pray for her safety and hope that she is fine and really just all try to come together to figure out where this baby girl is. Um, And then lastly, Ava DuVernay is being sued over the police interrogation scenes and when they see us. Did you hear anything about that? I saw something about this I did on the interwebs today. So there's there the lawsuit is claiming that the dialogue mix characterizes the read technique, which is the technique that the police use, which it says does not involve coercion. Mm. How are y'all gonna sue sue this lady though when it is based off of the stories that these men told? Like this is exactly their experiences of what happened. And it ooh, ooh, they get on my nerves. They get on my nerves. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> I have nothing. I literally have nothing there. And that is the trash today. Woo! Sham tight. All right. That is the trash. I did my reading beforehand. You I made did. sure. You were prepared. You were I was, ready. honey. Right. But let's we have a shout out. We have some good stuff to get to. So let's get to it. My sister's popping right now. Like. Oh, shout out to my sister. So we have a really beautiful shout out. Um, we got an email. And this is for this is for a book called My Big Brother Troy. So my big brother Troy is the endearing story of an African-American family and their journey of navigating through life with a developmentally delayed son. The story is told from the point of view of Sasha, the main character's younger sister. Mm. Troy is developmentally delayed, but that does not interfere with Sasha and her big brother becoming best friends. I love it. Troy's brain works in a special way that makes it harder for him to control his actions, communicate his words and emotions, and learn in the same manner that his peers learn. Sasha faces the same problem as so many other children getting other people to understand a member of her family. So in bringing us this universal story, she also happens to bring us understanding of something so many of us may not encounter in our families, but do in our lives. And the main point of the book is to teach acceptance, love, understanding, and information regarding children with developmental delays. So I thought that was really, really dope. And the email actually, uh, so the author of the book, um, she sent the email in herself. That is Danielle Wallace. Yes. And we'll make sure we put her uh, website and her information in the description box. You can get the book at www.mybbtroy.com. Come and on. all of that will be in the description box. But go ahead, Danielle. This is beautiful work. Beautiful. I'm, I love it. I absolutely love everything that this is, stands for. So. Same. Awesome work. That is our shout out. Yes. Yeah, so a shout out to you, Danielle. Is it just me or is the list of harmful ingredients to avoid getting longer? Making a conscious effort to buy even the basics can feel overwhelming, but with Kapari deodorant, it's a no-brainer. Kapari offers deodorants that are free of aluminum and guilt. I love so many things about Kapari. First and foremost, the original scent, the Kapari, the, the coconut itself it's clean. It smells amazing. I smell like that $12 pink coconut water that you get from the hipster markets, but it doesn't cost $12. 
the fact that it has no aluminum in it, which means my yellow T-shirts, I mean, my T-shirts do not get yellow in the armpits. And then it doesn't have any baking soda, which is my number one, because that breaks me out that my armpits are super sensitive to that. Like I could literally go on all day about how much I love Kapari. You probably remember me raving about Kapari's latest edition, Driftwood, a charcoal deodorant. You know how I feel about all things charcoal. They also have Beach Gardenia, a fragrance-free option, and my personal favorite and their best-selling original coconut is Bike. Coconut deodorant is a cleaner alternative to traditional deodorants. It's aluminum-free. Again, your white t-shirts won't turn yellow. Vegan and does not have or contain silicones, sulfates, parabens, GMOs, or baking soda. The driftwood scent I mentioned before uses activated charcoal to draw out sweat and toxins and absorb odor-causing bacteria. All Kapari deodorant keeps you fresh with plant-based actives like sage oil and coconut oil. Best of all, you never have to worry about running out of deodorant because you can get Kapari automatically shipped to you as often as you choose for free. And Kapari offers a money-back guarantee. Go to K-O-P-A-R-I beauty.com slash grown to get 15% off your monthly subscription orders. That's Kapari beauty.com K-O-P-A-R-I beauty.com slash grown. A smile can bring on a flood of memories, influence your mood, and of course, enhance your natural style. But looking for that signature scent can cost you time and money. Thankfully, Scentbird lets you mix up your fragrance routine without breaking the bank. I love Scentbird. It is the most amazing little thing that has come into my life here recently, especially because I travel so much and I have re I have broken uh, perfumes in my luggage. Um, but Scentbird makes it really super easy for me to smell completely edible with some of my favorite perfumes, including Gucci, um, Tom Ford, uh, Terry Mugler, um, all the, all my faves. And they come um, in these amazing cute little vials that you can pop in your purse or your suitcase. Um, and I just haven't had any issues. I love Scentbird so much. So remember that Scentbird is a subscription service that sends you a 30-day supply of luxury fragrances each month. You can choose from more than 600 designer brands, including Tom Ford, Gucci, and Versace. And you can even sort by brand style, occasion, and season to find your new fragrance. They also have products from other categories like skincare, wellness, and even makeup. And with an exclusive offer just for our listeners, you can get 30% off your first month today. That's only $10 for your first fragrance. So go to Scentbird dot com slash grown or use our code grown for 30 percent off your first month again that's scentbird s-c-e-n-t-b-i-r-d dot com slash grown for you to try your first perfume or cologne for just ten dollars sign on and smell amazing all right so for the kitchen table this week i decided to take a journey into pop culture no now you know that's <laughs> you know uncharted territory for me but uh, I uh, hanging out with, you know, our super cool sisters, Crystal and Fran this weekend. <laughs> um, and Fran, you know, we were talking about, you know, music and what what, you know, folks were currently listening to. And Fran mentioned that she was recently got into Summer Walker. So I decided to journey on over into my iTunes and take a stroll through Summer's mm -hmm. album. And, you know, as I was kind of, you know, reading up on Summer and just kind of getting into her and her sound, I came across... An, B. Yes. I came across an interview that she'd done with Ari Lennox on Beats One Radio, um, where the two of them were just kind of conversing about the things that they were over since mm. the title of Summer's album is Over It. 
That's cute. I like that. And Ari is um, hilarious. Ari is hilarious. And Summer, um, you know, I don't know if this is just like awesome. Like if she's just really committed to promoing this album. Um, but every everything I found about her on the internet, she is actually embodying over itness. <laughs> like she is yes. her her disposition, her affect. Her demeanor, the way that she she speaks, the way that the, her posture, the way that she sits, she is <laughs> she is most probably she is probably <laughs> the 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 most unbothered person. Uh, oh, I love it. She is just disinterested in all things, even <laughs> even her own album, her own records, her own success. She's just like, girl, I just don't care. I just um, don't have nothing for you. Which is a mood at times, right? You know, I'm I'm a little concerned mm. about <laughs> about her, uh, you know, emotionally. I want to make sure that she that her that I don't want to assume, but I I mean I am concerned. I would be I would be lying if I didn't say I just want someone to make sure that Summer's okay. But I digress. I I thought Fran actually suggested, and I you know, I thought it would be cute if we talked about. Different things that we are over because sometimes that's all you got is just you know over itness. Like I'm over it. Like girl, I don't. Yes. And not to be confused many, many with the things. petty peeves. Yes. So I think it will just be we'll, we'll probably glide. It'll probably make for beautiful segues into the petty peeves segment. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I thought that we could kind of just start the conversation with some with you know just give me a running list or some things that come to mind immediately if you were asked a question like what are you over like what are the things that are just on your getting my eyebrows done really Mm -hmm. i just i'm tired you don't want to have to do it anymore not ever again i'm so over like i'm over i don't want to go sit in nobody's shop have you considered the um what's it called i should know this I'm touching my brows in hopes that that will all inspire uh, microblading. You know, okay, so here's my thing. Y'all, I think you all know me relatively well enough, right? I love the Solange Mm -hmm. look. I would very much love to just grow these bitches out and let them just be two little caterpillars on my face. (laughs) But alas, and I don't have thin eyebrows, but I do not have Solange eyebrows or crystal eyebrows because them hoes grow well, like yeah, Crystal's eyebrows nobody's are business. literally a, a force. They are a wonder <laughs> they're, of the world. They, they're they like that little boy Dion on that new Netflix show. I mean. They got all kinds of powers. But so I don't have that power. So when I grow my eyebrows out, I feel like I start looking. They look like two little mutts on my face, two little stray dogs above my eyes. And so after a while, I have to clean them up. But I can honestly say that I have gotten my eyebrows cleaned up twice this year. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. I'd be so, oh, I'd be so October. over it. Yes, I know. That's I did it in May and I did it this weekend. I feel like my eyebrows are trained to this, at this point. Like they, you know, my mom. You're a groomed one. My mom has really good brows, though. But I feel like I've been getting my brows done by the same person and you know in the same way for so long that I'm starting to believe that my brows are just I don't have to get them done as often as I used to but this is interesting that you're over eyebrow uh, waxing uh, because Summer and Ari talked about how they were over Brazilians 
Oh, I've never gotten one in my life. Really? Do, never, never. Your girl is not interesante. Not interested. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I will say that it is not a pleasant experience, but I have found it to be worth it. My sister called me. <laughs> my sister called me. I'm so sorry. Put your business out there. Oh God, she called you. me years ago and she was like, Jade. And my sister's deadpan, like no emotion in her voice. She goes, Jade, I went and... um got a Brazilian and I was like oh how did that go and she said <laughs> halfway through I left really <laughs> yeah. I am so sorry that the, the experience I mean the, it's not pleasant for anybody mm-hmm. I, I don't think I don't know anyone who enjoys them they're not fun but no. I will say that if, like I said if you go to the right person and you have the you know the who has the right products and the right mm-hmm. setup Mm. Um, it's not, you know. I don't need nobody but Tristan that close to my butthole. Hey, and hey, hey. <laughs> I like if we're, this is getting grown. I don't need nobody that close. I have clippers. Come on. And uh you know what I'm saying? Like a number two faded boosie fade. <laughs> Y'all make me so tired. <laughs> she got a boosie fade, and she's great. So she stays very clean and trim, but I just I can't get with the Brazilian. So I fully understand why they said they're over it because I I won't start it. Oh my goodness! Well, you, I would say you said what? You get those things regularly? I do. I try my best to keep myself regular. You're not afraid, like one day you're gonna find one of your coochie lips on the tape. I mean, it doesn't hurt that bad. I mean, <laughs> you kind of build a tolerance over time. Um, but it's not. I feel like they're gonna steal my clitoris. Like, no. I don't... <laughs> First of all, they don't go inside your your box. They just ensure that she is pro- appropriately naked. <laughs> Ooh, I don't need her to be naked. I do. Everything must go full liquidation. <laughs> Holy God. Okay. Oh my God. What about you? What are you over? I am over male. I'm over. Oh, I'm yeah. over going to the mailbox. I'm over. And I'm sure this makes me a raggedy adult, an irresponsible adult. I just feel like I, I don't understand how in 2019 we have not reached a place where all mail is electronic. I don't want to go to the mailbox. I don't want to oh, open I mail. mail I don't want snail mail. I don't. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of email, but I just feel like in terms of convenience, the task of opening, managing mail, yeah. shredding mail, that is, you know, all of that, and I'm, I'm over mail. I'm over mail. No, that's mail. fair. I hate mail, actually. Way, 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 way over it. Way over it. Um, but uh, I can also say that I am over. Um, let me. This is. Why don't we just okay? I am over. Um, generation. Okay. I'm trying to figure <laughs> out how I can say this. In a way that's not so. Okay, my current <laughs> supervisor does not believe in working remotely. Oh yeah. Um, and you know, I've heard. Um, and I, I know that she's not alone. But I mean, when I kind of ask the internet about it, you know, others who have had similar experiences have kind of shared some of the things that you know they have heard. 
about why, you know, just certain people, just kind of the negative stereotypes and generalizations that people make around working remotely. Um, mm-hmm. I'm over that. I'm, I'm, cause I'm over having to get up out of my bed and put on clothes because I feel like I am very productive. I think I'm the most brilliant when I'm wearing boy shorts and a wife beater. That's fair. I, I believe that, I that, would agree. that the magic happens. I mean, you saw me write my dissertation um, between the hours of 11 p.m. and 3 a.m. Totally <laughs> pantless. And I was completely pantless. And I felt the like that's time. when my juices were like, I mean, all <laughs> your juices. <laughs> I mean, all of my creative juices, not you grow up. But um, <laughs> I feel like that's when I was. I w- I mean, my superpowers were activated and optimized True. when I was most comfortable. And I feel like I'm not saying that there, and I do know, I recognize that there are people who have abused, um, you know, working remotely. Um, and there are those who don't, you know, do as much, but I just feel like we live in a digital age, an age of multitasking and in an age, you know, where we, where we are making, um, you know, our, Digital, our digital imprint is such that we can do many things at once and, and we don't always have to be seated behind a desk between certain hours in order to be mm-hmm. productive. Um, so just kind of me sharing my own personal um, things that I'm over. I'm over having to get up and put on business casual coordinates five days a week. I would, I would, I mean, if I could have one to two days of when I can just, not have to do that I do believe that I would be um you know a lot happier in my life and I'm looking forward to future opportunities where I will be able to mm. to have that uh even though you know I'm not that's not saying that I'm unhappy at my in my current position I love my job you would just rather not wear pants I just you know and it's nothing personal against any of the people that I work with or the place that I work I just mm. wish that I had more flexibility that's all I'm saying that is fair. I think I'm over um, body shaming and bras mm. simultaneously. You're I such a like, feminist. Please say more. You know, just because if niggas wouldn't shame people's titties <laughs> and how they hang and fall, then we would not have, nobody would feel bad about, you know, not wearing a bra. I personally don't care. I'm If I don't feel like wearing one, I'm not going to wear one. But... You know, a lot more people will feel comfortable going braless. I niggas will just leave their opinions to themselves. Well, I wish that we, to your point, I'm over the over-sexualization of, like, just, you know, human bodies. Um, I wish that we would get to the point where, you know, everything wouldn't be sexualized. And I don't, I I don't know, I'm sure that that is steeped in all manner of misogyny and patriarchy. And toxic masculinity and just toxic whatever. Everything's toxic. But um <laughs> but I I I've fully, fully recognized that, you know, women's bodies are sexualized in ways that are unfair. They're policed mm-hmm. and sexualized in ways that are unfair. Um and I don't know, I can't speak for men because I'm not a man, but I don't know and I don't believe, but I don't that doesn't that, because I don't believe it doesn't mean it's, it's not true. I don't think that men's bodies are sexualized or policed t- to the degree that no, um, they're not. That women's bodies are objectified, and I think that that has kind of really colored the way that we 
are socialized to exist and be in, in standards of what what's appropriate um, mm-hmm. and all of that. So I think that there is a level of uh, just fatigue and just tired that comes with, you know, having to kind of be boxed into what mm-hmm. is deemed decent. Um, yeah, especially because nobody says anything about, like you said, those disguises that they wear on a daily basis. Hmm. What do you look like without your beard, nigga? <laughs> <laughs> Take your beard off. Let oh, me see. <laughs> I'm also over the um, sugar versus salt grit debate. Woo! I'm over all internet debates. That was on yeah. my list. I'm mm-hmm. over it. I just feel like we have, I'm over the HBCU PWI debate. Mm, mm-hmm. I'm over the $200 dates debate. The I'm hot over, ketchup versus cold ketchup debate. I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm over the flats versus drums debate. I'm <laughs> over it. I just feel like we we have flats. we've gotten to the place where the I don't know if the, if this, if it's the internet um that has kind of fueled these viral discussions, but absolutely, all we do is like I just wish we could get to, get to the point where we acknowledge as a society that two things can be true at one time, and it's not about which piece of chicken is the best piece of chicken. Can we just celebrate that all chicken is amazing? I I agree, <laughs> I agree. You know, I love grits. I personally do not put sugar in them. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like if you're gonna eat grits. I like them with salt and pepper and butter mm-hmm. or cheese and I don't scallions. Grit, so I don't have a dog in this fight. You don't grit at all? No, ma'am. I've been gritted out. I was gritted to death as a child. Oh, as a child. And I told Same. the Lord that if he allowed me to see adulthood, I would not grit. So and you I don't shrimp and grit? kept that promise. Under, like, very, 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 very rarely. If there's shrimp and grits at, like, a brunch or something and I have the option, like, if I'm at a buffet, like, I've never chosen to have shrimp and grits as my entree. Um, but mm. if I'm at, like, a buffet and I see, like, shrimp and grits as an option, um, I will probably shrimp but not grit. <laughs> I will get the shrimp and be like, this shrimp is amazing, but I'm most probably not going to eat them with grits. Okay, fair enough. I love a grit. I understand. Uh, I know so you took are to the in- to people. You took to the socials and yeah. oh, I wanted to find out what people were over. I'm curious to hear some of these. Oh my goodness. The people had lots and lots of thoughts. There were things and provide colorful uh, commentary. I mean, I mean, there's lots of things <laughs> that people are over. So I um, saw. Oh yes. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna roll through here. Uh Melanie, Melanie Nicole at Melanie Nicole. I went to high school with Melanie. Hey, Annette. We called each other by our, by our mom's names because we went, oh. we were obsessed with being old aunties even in, as teens. Well, I will then. I'll be I'll be Annette for you. Hey, Rhonda. Yes. <laughs> yes. We called each other Annette and Rhonda and Peggy and Gloria. <laughs> just so just we were just obsessed with being old women. And here we are. Either way, uh, Melanie says she's tired of paying damn bills. She's over it. Oh, um, mood. Big mood. Absolutely. Big mood. Um, uh, Nikayla, the side hustle pro. What up, sis? Uh, oh, hey. Yes. Nikayla. And shout out to Nikayla for having an amazing uh, uh, live show in D.C. last week. It was an awesome experience. We had, uh, there was Yay. a marketplace and yes. a meet and greet and snacks yes. and goodie bags. It was a good time. 
Um, but Nikayla says uh, she's over people standing Kanye. <laughs> um, also yeah. over yeah. fake protest boycotts and uh, cancellations. Lots of people said they were over cancel culture. Um, Malone L88 says, I'm over people putting kale and everything in <laughs> macaroni and cheese, the disrespect. Wait, mac and cheese, kale? I don't, somebody put kale in macaroni and cheese, evidently. That sounds wretched. It sounds like. Although I did eat a delicious kale salad last <laughs> night. <laughs> um, uh, uh, bills are a big one. And uh, several people are saying, you know, single, several single people are saying that they are over being single and paying bills by themselves. Um, Diva in charge yeah, 26 but... says white women double questioning me in the workplace. I said what I said. Oh, big, 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 big move. <laughs> uh, um, bills, rent. I'm over the rent. I understand that. Everybody, um, the rent's too damn high. The government, the presidential period, <laughs> this presidential term. Um, we have lots of people discussing student loans. Uh, and all manner of bills and fiscal responsibilities. Uh, poor communication in relationships. There was lots of relationships conversation. Somebody said they were over Sean King. <laughs> um, <laughs> Martin Luther Creed. <laughs> <laughs> um, lots of people talking about, uh, you, know, uh, you know, black people being shot for simple <laughs> living and that's it. Mm. Uh, mm. Trash wigs. Waking up early for work. Um, we live in a day and age where trash wigs don't have to be. Absolutely. There are several people who said they were over lace fronts, which I think is interesting. I well, think, I mean, if it's a person chooses to put that on their head, that's their business. It is. It is. It is. But uh, I just don't want to see it because there's too many good ones out here now. I'm over white corporate spaces. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> niggas. Mm -hmm. Niggas, niggas. That's it. I'm over niggas. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, like the multitudes, I'm over niggas. Inconsistent <laughs> niggatry. I'm squirt, squirt or niggas. All right. Um, going behind my child to close drawers that she and doors that she has left ajar. How about just going behind my child? There you go. Um, right there with you, sis. I'm tired of my <laughs> living room looking disheveled. <laughs> um. Okay. Lots and lots of responses. Shaving. Same. That is that goes right there with the eyebrows. <laughs> eyebrows yes. Working full time and being a full time student, I understand that struggle. It's real, but um, yeah, it is temporary inconveniences. Yeah, versus, it won't be forever. It won't be that way forever. Um, winter, the co cold weather, that was a big hit. Um, Coldest winter ever. <laughs> come on, sister, told you. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, let's see here. Niggas is really like you guys are really really tired of niggas. Yeah, really. Um, really the over. expectation of black women to be a rehabilitation center for men. Mm. So that brings me to um, a shade room post that I saw this morning. Um, well, I couldn't tell. I talked about it with Latoya. She said I thought it was like something that Snoop posted, but Toya mm -hmm. said. Either he posted or reposted a mm -hmm. picture of Gucci and Keisha, mm -hmm. and his co his comment. Um, matter of fact, I should probably just find it and read it because I'm just going to say it incorrectly. But the gist of his comment 
was that um okay oh god it was just loaded with all manner of problematic thinking oh no um i'm trying to find it essentially saying that Keisha stuck around when like he's a lot it was a wedding picture he's saying a lot of women see this and uh you know feel like this is what they want or deserve but what they failed to consider or realize is that Keisha was there with Gucci when he was in jail when he cheated um when he was you know when, oh. you know when he had was you know problematic and abusive and you know he's worked through his stuff and went through uh therapy and is and has been rehabilitated um he was like you know this is like it's calling Keisha a rider and he was like a oh. lot of a lot of you bitches be out after a couple of fights oh okay so okay. <laughs> oh, all right <laughs> i mean okay this this I am this brings me to something else that I am over. Mm, mm, <laughs> mm, please I'm, I'm speak over on it. I just feel like these circular conversations, one-sided, circular. Well, I guess well, why well, say circular? Because it's just like we talk at each other. Men talk at men at women, women talk at men, we don't talk to each other. Um, and you know, all of this is kind of um it's like we are attacking each other um when the like when when the causes for the the differences in how we um relate to one another are systemic you know what i'm saying like i feel like mm-hmm. men are socialized to think one way women are socialized to think another way and we're literally like raised up to just think about the world differently we're divided we don't know how we don't have strong models of public communication across these boundaries. And it just leads to these kinds of posts that are just riddled with all manner of just false accusations and generalizations and stereotypes. And like, you know, and, and crazy expectations. Like, I mean, like, I just like, like, I feel like it's when I say things like so one sided, like if even, and I don't believe that this is appropriate, but even if it is the case that um, you telling you telling women to be riders, why not tell niggas to be shit with the same mm-hmm. energy? Is what I'm saying. Yep. Like, yes, like exactly. why why do we present one side of the exactly conversation? That. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, like why is it always the responsibility or the fault of one of us? Why, in, in terms of relationship and relationship breakdowns, when relationships don't work, it's always a blame game. I'm tired mm-hmm. of that. That's what mm-hmm. I'm. I'm over that, um, and I'm sick of of you know those kind of posts from people, you know, public public figures yep. say those kinds of things, and I just think that it's really irresponsible because irresponsible. you just leave you. What you're doing is you're giving niggas license to continue to be raggedy. Yep. And you're literally shaming women. Not holding them accountable. Right. And you're shaming women for having a standard. Because if we're talking about relationships and relationships take work, right? Don't both parties have the right to determine which individuals they're willing to invest that work within. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you're going to, and, and some, some woman might have read that and, and stayed in an unhealthy situation Yep. Because of something, somebody, because so she doesn't want someone to think that she is not loyal or not a writer. No, and, nigga, I just don't want to deal with that shit. And I and I just feel like you are. We're socializing our or what we're we're training up younger generations behind us. We're not breaking the patterns that that mm-hmm. bind us up. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and these and that's why I say the conversations are circular because we just go around and around and around and around and around about the same stupidness, like. Um, and I don't know. I think sometimes I get really frustrated because I feel like things are so far gone that mm-hmm. I don't know if we'll ever get to the place where we can have productive conversation. I'm tired of these Internet debates, Internet conversations where we're literally just screaming at each other and not talking to one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone kind of walking around with these um opinions. I think I was talking to my friend this morning and he said something that was really like like this kind of stuck with me. It was like, mm-hmm. and forgive my language because I have to say it the way that he said it. <laughs> Where he was like, um, I think, you know, everybody's fucked up. Men are fucked up. Mm-hmm. Women are fucked up. Men are not more fucked up than women. <laughs> women are not less fucked up than men. We all fucked up. We just fucked up differently, right? Mm-hmm. And instead of 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 thinking about and criticizing and and critiquing and probing and and unpacking and dismantling the reasons why we're all fucked up. And it's nobody's fault, right? Because we all were just born into this. Instead of um, dismantling and thinking about how we break down all the reasons why we are fucked up so that we don't fuck up generations behind us, we -hmm. just mad at each other for being fucked up. (laughs) Like, (laughs) it's like nobody's... like it, I, I, I feel like it's not even about people being fucked up, but it's more just about like a, a mutual respect for one another, and where that and that respect gets so lost, and then there's an expectation put on women for for a lot of shit. Like there's a huge expectation, like you said, niggas are not out here telling niggas to to be shit or to not not be shit or whatever, or however you want to word it. Like they're not telling them how to not be trash. Mm-hmm. They're just perpetuating this same rhetoric of, okay, well, you know, this this woman is a ride or die or whatever. No, nigga, why can't I just be a ride or? <laughs> I don't want to be a ride or die. And that doesn't mean that I'm not a loyal person or I don't have values or or this or that. It just means that I have a standard and I have boundaries. And what's wrong with that? And, I, and shouldn't I you? Like, you don't? Right. You don't have no boundaries. You you getting ready to do all of that? I just you getting ready to stay with a woman who cheats on you, I goes think, to jail. And I'm a Gucci evangelist. I love Gucci. <laughs> Let's be very clear here. <laughs> this is in general though. Like, are you all getting ready to do the same shit that you're praising? I just feel like you know it's it's like who's to say that Ke- that Keisha um didn't come to the relationship with her set of issues that Gucci had to be patient and work with her through. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel like we have to think about these things and, um, you know, and and be well-rounded in our perspectives because I agree with everything that you said. I just also feel like men would probably feel like they are held to certain expectations as well. I just feel like Mm -hmm. we're saying... Um, and 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 we don't have any knowledge of what, you know, that experience is, um, but we're so apt and so quick to judge it. 
or dismiss it um, and vice versa. So like these kind of power dynamics are all to me steeped in larger sociological conditions, right? So like larger mm-hmm. issues of, of misogyny and male privilege, larger issues of like racism, larger mm-hmm. issues of, you know, all the ways, the systematized ways that, you know, you know, yeah, things are, yeah, things are set up mm-hmm. to ensure that, we as people of color, male and female, are so distracted and hemmed up in fighting with each other. Like mm-hmm. it's literally divide and conquer. And maybe I'm just mm-hmm. being real hotepi. Forgive me. <laughs> but I just feel like if we think if we think about it, that's just how I see it. I feel like the white man has set things up since slavery to pit people of color like you know men of color and women of color against one another because they know that when we get together like things change right so like like we are we are unstoppable we are a force when when the best of us come together so i just feel the best of men and the best of women the best parts of who we are as people come together like it's it's unstoppable um Mm -hmm. and i i felt like the the threat of that is, is is what has kept the people who are in power um, mm-hmm. um, you know, in position and kept them and 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 made them commit to making sure that we will never get along and we will be hemmed up and arguing about you know these kinds of things so we don't even notice that mm-hmm. you know they are just so far out in the front of us when and as it relates to. Um, other things so yeah I don't know that was kind of deep for this supposed to allegedly light <laughs> conversation but I'm over uh, you it. know it I'm all. over it um, th- those are the things <laughs> those are the things that I am over um, white women's tears I'm over them I'm over, over them. I'm over the the over victimization um, or the victimhood like of of um, white women that I and even like even like men like in in I'm 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 probably gonna get to that in my petty peeve, but I'm gonna stop. Okay, okay. (laughs) Well, we can go on over to our honesty box, and then we'll get to our petty peeves. All right, let's go. With HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit, you'll get easy seasonal recipes and pre-measured ingredients delivered right to your door. All you have to do is cook and enjoy. HelloFresh makes cooking delicious meals at home a reality, regardless of your comfort in the kitchen. From step-by-step recipes to pre-measured ingredients, HelloFresh gives you everything you need to get a wow-worthy dinner on the table in literally just 30 minutes. So you can finally say goodbye to endless grocery store trips and takeout food. HelloFresh offers something for everyone. From family recipes to calorie smart and vegetarian and fun menu series like Hall of Fame and Kraft Burgers. And it's so flexible. Easily change your delivery days, food preferences and skip a week whenever you need to. Or add extra meals to your weekly order as well as yummy add-ons like garlic bread and cookie dough. Woohoo! My kind of carrying on. So... HelloFresh is super convenient for me because I'm on the go all the time and I don't always have time to stop at the store. The fact that it's delivered right to my door, I can prepare a meal in half an hour, my family is eating and I can focus on all the other things that I need, like is absolutely, it's, 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 
it's priceless. Hello, priceless. And then I also have um, some orders coming up for things that I cannot try. A Gouda pork burger with caramelized sriracha, onion and potato wedges. Sesame beef tacos with quick pickled veggies and chili sour cream. Also chicken sausage and spinach ravioli with tomato and lemon. Like the, the possibilities are endless. The recipes are endless and it's all delicious. And it's all prepackaged. So literally your seasoning is there. You might need a little salt and pepper, but your season is there. Everything is there that you need. For $80 off your first month of HelloFresh, go to HelloFresh.com slash Grown80 and enter code Grown80. That's like receiving eight meals free when you go to HelloFresh.com slash Grown80 and enter Grown80. Honestly? Truly. All right. Welcome back to the Honesty Box. I know we were on a little hiatus, um, but we have one this week and we are going to call, uh, what do you want to call our listener this week, sis? Let's call her um, Tina Snow. <laughs> Tina Snow. <laughs> I walk and I talk I like a pimp because I from. am. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Woo, okay, so Tina Snow says, Dear Jade and Kia, hey family, let me start by saying that although I've never met you two, I love you guys like we're all kinfolk and I appreciate hey. you two for having the necessary conversations that we all need to hear, men and women. I'm listening to the episode now on daddy issues and I feel everything that you all are saying about having daddy issues as the child of a father who also had addiction issues and also abandoned the family to go and be with another woman and help raise her brood while leaving my mom by herself to raise me and my sister. Hmm. The woman had 16 children when they met and he gave her three more. Not Whoa, hating on anyone else's reproductive right, but yeah, right. I was like, dang, <laughs> that's harsh, but okay. Litters. Um, no, she used the ex the right vernacular. Uh, not hating on anyone else's reproductive right, but yeah, that still blows my mind. Ours too, sis. Anyway, I did get an opportunity like Crystal did to tell my father directly to his face that he wasn't shit and eventually cut him off. But my issue is more about the family connection and struggling with that after the fact. Namely, my great aunt, who's now in her 90s and has been attempting to connect with us. When my father left, her son, my beloved cousin, who has since passed on, stepped in and was the father figure I needed and cherished, while the rest of my father's family would get updates here and there about us through him. My mom had a birthday party in August and invited my great aunt to it. And while I was speaking with her, she said that I need to come around and see her and come get her sometimes to spend time with her. Now, I totally understand that she wants to connect and I get that she wants to know me and my son and my husband. However, while I understand the importance of family bonds, I cannot recall a time in my life growing up where there was ever an effort for her or any of the other family from his side to come and get me or my sister. I'm conflicted because as an elder, I get the wanting to connect and all that jazz. But also, I remember distinctly as a child wondering why none of them seemed to care about us or wanted to come get us and spend time with us. I'm torn between wanting to go and see her and have an honest conversation, but also just not wanting to engage at all. What should I do? Sincerely, Tina Snow. Whew. Um, wow. I think... Um, well, first, we ain't going to tell you what to do. Yeah. I was about to say that. Like, um, <laughs> I think that this is a, this is a situation that's going to require a lot of deep thought... Mm -hmm. and uh reflection about 
what it is that you want um, out of this. Um, and just kind of like thinking about um, the, how you will handle um, the outcome, whatever, whatever that outcome might be. The outcome mm-hmm. or the, you know, the consequences behind each of the choice, each choice, whichever choice you, you choose to make. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I can relate wholeheartedly to, you know, feeling this dissonance or tension around my father's family members. Um, I think we talked about that during the episode. Mm-hmm. And I think the kind, the place where I am at, uh, at it now, I feel like it is something that it fluctuates uh, depending upon circumstance and situation. Um, but the place where I am now is, um, I think I've I've come to the place where it's like I'm I've chosen not to to dwell in the past especially if i've give if i've had the opportunity to kind of just say, say my piece so like you know for the aunts and uncles and cousins that were not active in my life or my brother's life or were not current present in my in my life or my brother's life when we were coming up um if given the opportunity to ask them why i will Mm -hmm. um but if not i just have come to the place where i'm not going to torture myself with what why they didn't because i'm not responsible for what grown people choose to do it just is what it is um if i'm able to kind of get that kind of closure i'll take it but if not you know that's something you know that i've just decided that i'm not going to like i said just kill myself over um Mm -hmm. But I also acknowledge that, you know, like, you know, I think about things with respect to the life that I want to have going forward um, and being able to be okay and and content with myself and my effort and being um, true to myself and what I believe um, and being responsible for myself. So it's like... Mm-hmm. You know, what feels best in my body? You know what I'm saying? Like if something were to happen to them, uh, you know, at the end of the day, or even if something didn't happen to them, at the end of this day, can I say that I've done all that I could do in this situation? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and thinking about what that, and you know, and if, and if I'm able to say that, regardless, you know, and, and being okay, giving myself grace, acknowledging what my best is at that time and being able to do it. Um, and then giving myself space to kind of process that as that changes over time. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I'm not being helpful. I'm just kind of rambling. What do you think, sis? Um, you know, I, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly when you say, you know, if there's if there's somebody who doesn't want to know you all, I can understand not 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 beating yourself up over it. You know what I'm saying? Kind of trying to let that go for your own peace of mind. Right. But I think also, especially with lately, I've been digging so much into like and, you know, just family ties and, you know, just ancestral ties where I come from. I think it's important to be able to have those kind of conversations with relatives while you can, because it can allow you, even if you didn't have a relationship with your father, to at least have some sort of like familial uh, archive 
you know, when your child, you said you mentioned you have a child. If they ask questions about that side of the family, you can be very honest about what your relationship was with your father. But it's it's good to have that information. And if somebody's reaching out to you, then maybe she's ready to have that honest conversation as well as to why they haven't been in your lives the way that you think that they should have or the way that they should have. Um, I think also on the other side of things, I kind of mentioned this in the Daddy Issues episode, and I wasn't really going to mention this, but um, I talked about my my father's brother who has had addiction issues for decades Mm. and how that has created a, a very distant relationship with his children, my two cousins, which then in turn created a super distant relationship with us because we were not allowed to talk mm-hmm. to them at, after a certain point once their mother passed. And um, <clears throat> just this past week, I learned that my little cousin passed away. Oh, my goodness. Um, he died in a uh, moped accident, a hit and run in Houston. And um, it's really, it's really sad. And so, and so I, um, you know, I... I always have tried to reach out to them in whatever capacity I could uh, and letting them know that, listen, I I want to have a relationship with you. I just haven't been allowed to have a relationship with you. Um, but I, I really do long for that. Like, I really do want that. I want that for me, for, for myself. I want that for them. I want that for our family. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> also, I feel like I'm rambling at this point. No. I'm not telling you what to do, but... Just take some of those things into consideration, but ultimately when it comes down to it, it's about your mental health, how you feel, and, you know, what you feel like the best decision is going to be for you. But those are just some things to consider. Yeah, that's really heavy. It's a really heavy, um, it's an important decision. And like like Jaden was saying earlier, neither of us really feel equipped to tell you what to do, Um, but I think... Jay makes a good point and just, you know, encouraging you to just um, take the proper precaution and care for yourself and go into the situation, um, you know, ready to, uh, I mean, don't go into the situation unless you're ready to handle the, the outcome, mm-hmm. no matter what it is. Um, and mm-hmm. I would just urge you to be prepared, um, you know, for things not to go the way that you would like. That's not saying that you're going expecting something to be terrible. But, I mean, mm-hmm. with these kind of situations, we never really know how things will work out. Um, exactly. So it's just best to just kind of be a, be in the, in the moment um, and knowing and confident full well that you've done the work such that regardless of what happens with this particular relative or any of your other relatives, that you're going to be okay. Yes, sis. So keep us updated um, we definitely hope for the best for you and hope that everything turns out exactly like you need it to turn out. But keep us updated on how all of that goes. Please. Send your honesty box. Continue to send your honesty box questions to getting grown podcast at gmail.com. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister because everybody know I can be real petty. P.E. to the T.T.Y. Honey. Oh, it's time for the petty peeves. My favorite portion of the show. Sis, do you have a petty peeve this week? Um, I do. 
Um, <laughs> oh, I am, you sound like I, you really do. I do. So I've noticed the pattern in life in both personal and professional professional situations. Um, I feel like the older I get, I learn more and more about myself and what has become what becomes clearer to me with every passing day is how important accountability and ownership are to me. And I'm not saying, I mean, I mean, especially with, with, with respect to like people doing what they say they're going to do. And this could be like, you know, something really small, like the example I'm about to give, or even in like larger, more serious situations. So I was at the gym yesterday <laughs> and, you know, um, I was speaking to one of the young ladies at the gym um, about some fitness gloves because, you know, I'm a bad bitch and I can't be having calluses on my hands. This is very fair. Um, so there were some gloves there that um, I was thinking about purchasing. I had a conversation with the young lady um, at the desk about these gloves. We talked about sizing. We talked about pricing. And mm -hmm. we and I determined that I was going to go ahead and get the gloves. When it came down to selecting which size to get, I asked if I could try the gloves on. Because, I mean, I don't know anything about these gloves. I'm not purchased them before. Right. How no OJ. Yeah. How am I supposed to know whether or not I need a medium or a large? So um, she's all looking at me like, I don't know if I can open them. I can't open them, blah, 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 blah. So she gets all frazzled and stressed out. And I'm looking at her like as she's like, I don't know. And I'm like, well, I don't either. Because I feel like, especially like in professional circumstances, like if, I'm, if, if you are the person who works here and you say you don't know, you're looking at me like you expect me to have a solution. No, I'm coming to you. Like, this is your service. You are the service provider. Word. You telling me you don't know. I'm looking at you like, okay, so where do we go from here? If you want me to buy these gloves. <laughs> but I don't know if they're going to fit my hand. You hands. know what I'm saying? Like, why? What, what? what's the solution? So she gets frazzled and she's like, you know, well, I got to take care of some other things, getting other people checked in. Can I? Uh, and I was like, well, I'll go ahead and get the large. You know what I'm saying? That's what I say to her. And um, sh and she was like, okay, fine. I will make the ch I'll charge your account and I will bring the gloves to you while you're in your class. She was like, you want to use them today? I was like, yes, I need to use them today. We're going to be doing some lifting today. The point is, I don't want no calluses on my hand. So she was like, okay, I will ring these up for you and I will bring you the gloves during the class. The class is an hour. The All 60 minutes of the class goes past and she never brings me my gloves. So oh. after... The class, and I feel like this is not a circumstance or a situation where she forgot or it was, you know, she was distracted, it slipped her mind. I can I know this because when the class was over, she looked up and saw me coming and ran. Like literally ran away from me. Oh, she knew what she, time it was. She knew what time it was, right? And I was upset and she had left. And when I got to the desk, she had left a note. I guess she had asked her coworker. About like, you know, whether or not, I don't know. I don't know. But she was just like, you know, she left a note about the gloves. She, my name was on the gloves. Um, and there was a oh. note. I don't know. But so she left a note, but she didn't, she didn't want to talk to me. She, she never intended on bringing me those gloves. Is right. She me. never intended on bringing me those gloves. But either way, regardless of that didn't even bother me. The fact that she didn't bring them is annoying. But what pissed me off? was that she didn't want to have the conversation and she treated me like I was I was the one like she was running around and like ran away from me like I was the aggressor like a rat 
Like I was the one who did something wrong. And I'm like, sis, you made a commitment and you didn't keep it. So if I am mad, I got a right to be. Right. And you got to eat it. And you have to, I mean, as the person who made the promise and didn't keep it, at the very least, allow me to be mad or not even be mad. But you know, when you're not, when you're not willing to have the conversation, number one, you're assuming that I'm going to curse you out. And that's a fair assumption, but either way, an assumption. <laughs> You're assuming that I'm going to feel a way about the problem or the situation. And you have no basis for that assumption. And uh, you acted on it to the extent. And you told your and you told your, your co-worker that I was the big bad wolf and asked him to handle it because you just felt like you couldn't. And that's that's my petty peeve. I'm upset. I'm bothered when I feel like, you know, I can handle the conversation. If things didn't go the way that you intended or the way that you planned, if you made a mistake, if there was an oversight, if the circumstances changed, if there was, if you know, if, if whatever the conditions were, I can handle that because I'm an adult if you communicate that with me. Mm-hmm. But when you act like, like she literally paid it and act like she never made the promise and you give, you take away my right, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? You, you take away my right to be upset. You take away my right to, you know, I don't know. I just I'm feel upset. it's a lack of integrity to me. It's a lack of, and this has happened. And I'm saying this, this is a pattern when, when people make a mistake regarding me, or if there's some sort of, you know, miscommunication or like I said, changing condition of circumstances when it, when it, when there's an agreement and, and, and somehow the agreement is broken. Oftentimes people don't come back to me and say, Hey, this is just what it is. They just run from me. Like, they just run. And I'm just like, what so is that? you do like Paul Mooney says and chase them. Like, what is that? That bothers me. I mean, I've had that situation that happened to me. People have made promises to me professionally. People have made, like, you know, oh, you know, have agreed to do, to do things, have said, you know, okay, I will take care of this for you. Whether that be like, write a letter recommendation or, you know, follow up on a certain thing or show up if I've contracted you for an event or something and and mm-hmm. you say that you're going to show up and you don't. The next time I see you or the next time you look up and see me, they take off running. <laughs> like they don't, they don't want to have the conversation. And I understand mm-hmm. that not everybody is confrontational. And it doesn't, my thing is it doesn't have to be a confrontation. It can, it, it can just be, Hey, you know, you know, my bad, like <laughs> my apologies. You know what I'm saying? But you don't, when you don't have the conversation, you completely, uh, you know, you completely, you take away any possibility that I'm going to get an apology at all. And that bothers me. But, and that makes me think that you are made of bitch, but <laughs> I feel like I've done a lot of cursing this episode. I'm very, I apologize. I must be in the, I must be in the mood, but I'm a, I'm a stop. That was my petty peeve. My petty peeve. Okay. So I love everybody who comes to the dopest dinner party. And one of the reasons why I love everybody who comes is because they know what time it is. They know exactly what they are getting from Santana and myself. They know exactly who we are and they come with, good energy and good vibes and it is always even even when people are late they be so gracious and lovely like it's it's you know I can't complain mm-hmm. <clears throat> for the first time ever somebody came and getting on my nerves really 
This is shocking. And I realized that this is probably a friend of somebody else who had tickets to the dinner party. So, so this is how it's set up. You know, essentially this is us welcoming you to our home for the evening. So we have, you know, we rent a house and we cook for people and we provide cocktails and it's a good time music and fellowship and it's really lovely. Like the vibes are always beautiful in every single city. So everybody walks in the door. They're, you know, they have a they have a cocktail within within five minutes of being there. I try to get them a cocktail as soon as they come in, but sometimes it gets a little busy when you got multiple people. But everybody's greeted with a cocktail and they have that to hold on to until dinner starts. And then there's more cocktails provided after that. Mm-hmm. So everybody is getting their cocktails. We're still in the process of giving people their first cocktails. Like this is how early on it is. And this and the way the kitchen was set up in this particular um at this particular house, there were two doors, which was great because it was like, all right, we can get a bunch of stuff done, close the doors. We love saying hey to people, but if we can have greeters and then kind of focus on the food, we'll make sure everybody eats at a great time and all of that. So the doors are closed. What does that mean? It means you do not open them. <laughs> this girl steps in with her purple wow. dreadlocks. And she's like, uh, can I have another drink? Whoa. What's going on? So I immediately got irritated. <laughs> I immediately got irritated because I'm like, first of all, if you go to a restaurant, you I understand some of y'all were not <laughs> raised and don't know how to talk to people. But when you go in a restaurant, like you say, you don't go behind the bar. You don't go in the kitchen. You don't do that. The dinner party, the ticket prices include food and it includes cocktail. It includes the experience. It does not mean that I'm at your beck and call to give you a cocktail every time you down the one that you have in your hand. And don't ever fucking walk in the kitchen when I have <laughs> the door closed and talk to me like you don't have a mother. That's like I, that's, that's not how we roll here and you're never going to get on my good side with that. So I just want to say the girl with the purple dreadlocks, oh I don't know whose friend she was. I don't know who brought her. I'm sure they were very lovely. I don't remember. But I know that girl got on my nerves. Don't do no stuff like that. Like, mind yourself. And that's my petty peeve this week. Well, we thank you again for joining us around the kitchen table for yet another episode of Getting Grown. Absolutely. Uh, we could not do this without you. We're really super appreciative of all the love and support and you guys listening week after week after week. Stay loyal. Stick it with us. We'll be late. Absolutely. And we look forward to next week's conversation and we look forward to kicking it in Dallas and then San Francisco and then Atlanta. Um, mm -hmm. So come kick it with us. Um, and yeah, I think that's it. Sis, right? In the meantime. Yeah, that's it. In the meantime, moisturize your skin. That's right. Dr drink your water. Um, and mind your black ass business and stay out of people's kitchens. Why, sis? Because <laughs> your black <laughs> will crack if it's dry and busy. Okay. <laughs> busy. And the grease will burn you. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> 
This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com.